Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Welcome today to My Brother's Keeper, where we're looking at the um, persecution in Muslim-majority countries in the Middle East. I'm Michael Karam, your host, and today we're going to be speaking with a very special guest, Dr. Homos Shariat, who is the president and founder of Iran Alive Ministries. He's joining us via Skype from uh, Dallas, Texas. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to our time today. Uh, as I told him today, as we were getting ready, I'm, my wife and I are in the middle of the, the book that uh, he has written, which has been very inspiring and very deep and very much a, a challenge to us. So um, yeah, before we begin, let's just start with prayer. And uh, I want to read a scripture as well before we begin um, from Hebrews 13 and um, verse 3. It says, Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, maybe even persecuted, since you are also in the body. And so just as we go into this time today, let's, um, let's allow the Lord to speak to us about the, a, a church in a different part of the world, also one of the fastest growing churches, evangelical churches in the world in Iran. So, Father, we thank you for this opportunity today um, to, Lord, to um, educate, but also just to enlist and hopefully as well um, gather prayer for the persecuted church in the Middle East. We thank you for this opportunity to host our brother, um, uh, an Iranian Shiite believer, and Lord, and uh, the, just to hear about the ministry and his journey of faith as an Iranian believer and now serving uh, the nation of Iran through satellite television. And uh, Lord, we just thank you today. We invite you into this time today. We ask for your Holy Spirit to lead and guide our conversation to the glory of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen. So, Hormoz, thank you as well for coming on and um, for joining us today. Um, you know, there's a, Iran has a very rich history uh, as a nation, as a people, and it's also part of the biblical narrative. Maybe you could give us just a short summary of... Um, you know, just to set a context for our listeners today and our viewers about what's, um, what's happened in Iran over history, where they come in the biblical narrative, and sort of something about the modern history as well. Well, thank you for inviting me, Michael. There's so much about the Bible, about Iran in the Bible, and not many people know that. Five books of the Bible was written in Iran by, of course, the Jewish prophets. And uh, there's so much uh, good uh, talk about Iran in the Bible. You know, it talks about five kings of uh, Persia in the Bible, and the Bible never talks negative about those kings. Even <laughs> when uh, the Bible talks about the Jewish kings, you know, and they they say he was good, he was good. But there is a but. But when Bible talks about the Persian kings, there is no but. There is nothing negative about those kings. Why? Because they were pro-Israel. They were pro-Jews, like Cyrus. He set the captives free, Jewish captives by millions. They were set mm. free. But just that we know in the Bible, just a remnant went back to mm. Israel. Why? Sure. Because they had a good time. They had freedom <laughs> in Persia. So uh, Cyrus set them free, gave them money to go and build their, you know, the, the temple. So uh, looking from biblical perspective, the Bible looks at Persia in a very positive way. And it's no wonder that in Jeremiah 49, 38, the Lord says, I will set my throne in Iran. And there is a favor there. We mm -hmm. see Acts chapter 2, 
the, uh, those people groups that are in Jerusalem came to know uh, uh, Christ in the, on that Pentecost day, the first three people groups are from Iran. Yes, they are. Parthians, <laughs> Elamites, Medes. So right. there is a favor of God in the Bible for Iran. Mm. And these days, current day, God is visiting Iran. I think he's remembering He's remembering his promise and his favor for Iran. And that's why we see a revival in Iran. Amen. You know, 40 years ago, the Iranian revolution happened, 1979. Uh, it made news. Uh, most people know about it. You were kind of right in the middle of that at, at that time or just before that. Do you want to share a little bit about your story, how you grew up, what happened, and then your journey, uh, your personal journey of faith? Yes, I was born in Iran and, and as a Shiite Muslim, I was pretty... Um, very devout in my early years, but when I got into my teenage years, I said, well, it is repeating these prayers that I memorized, it doesn't make any sense, just be a good person. And I focused on studies. I wanted to be a research scientist, come to the United States, get a PhD and do research. And I was accomplishing that. Uh, I was on the streets of Tehran, on, in, on 79, and I was shouting, death to America, death to America. Uh, of course, in my heart I was saying, not yet, please, because I want to go there and get my PhD. Uh, but in, uh, during this revolution, 79, I came to the United States, and I went through a spiritual journey. Mm. In my heart, I was saying, Islam is the way. Or most, why are you ignoring Islam? You need to go back and be a devout Muslim. Look, I Islam is taking over the world. It has defeated the superpower USA, and it's mm. gonna take over the world. You were too young to decide, become a devout Muslim. But as an intellectual, I said, I, I need to study. So I got a mm. Quran and I got a Bible, and I studied them parallel. And the more I studied, I realized they do not match. My theory before was that, oh, all religions are the same, and if you really mm. study them, they converge. But the more I compared Bible and Quran, I realized they do not converge. So I went mm. through a few months of struggle, and finally I realized how simple the message of the gospel is, even mm. a child can understand. I was making it too complicated as a scientist, but I realized it's simple. So I, one day I prayed, and I realized it's not only simple, it's powerful. It wow. changed my life. It healed my marriage. So mm -hmm. I got excited. I said, wow, what a simple message a child can understand. And it mm -hmm. can change lives. It can change families. It can even change nations. I'm going to dedicate my life to sharing the gospel with others. That's how mm -hmm. it got started. Wow. That's quite a story. And, uh, and, and thinking that you actually left Iran you know, against America, but then when you got there, that was the place where God met you, which is, uh, which is unusual. Tell us a little bit about right now. I mean, we, most of our viewers know, most people have heard that God is doing something quite amazing in Iran. It's one of the fastest evangelical churches growing, but it's growing in the midst of extreme persecution. When I'm looking at Iran, I'm also looking at, you know, there are segments in the Bible and Acts where Actually, Paul says in the end of 1 Corinthians, when he's talking about his, his time in the Ephesians, he says, I'm going to stay here longer because there's an open door and there's a lot of opposition. I think that's kind of what we're seeing in Iran. On one side, there's an amazing open door, but on the other side, there's great persecution. Try to explain and give a picture for the church, for what, what's happening in the Church of the Round for, for our viewers uh, today. Of course, you're so right, uh, Michael. It's a general 
uh, spiritual uh, formula, mm-hmm. truth, that whenever there is opportunity, there is going to be uh, opposition. Mm-hmm. And when you look at persecution, of course, it's negative suffering and all that. But from another perspective, it's mm-hmm. very positive. It means that the light is piercing the darkness and the Amen. darkness doesn't like it. Amen. So it's opposing it. When you mm. look at uh, persecution, like even in the book of Acts, we see the kingdom of God progressing. But there are people mm. on the other side, which is satanic, who wants to stop that. So the same scenario is now today, the same thing happening as the book of Acts and the same reason, the same motivation. Just like a book of Acts, the Christianity is growing fast in Iran, mm. as in the book of Acts, the mullahs. And also the political figures are threatened in Iran that mm. this Christianity could take over Iran and they're going to lose their power. So they oppose just like the book of Acts. They are killing, they're arresting people to stop mm. this, the, the spread of Christianity. And may I say this, just like the book of Acts, there are visions, dreams and miracles in Iran wow. today. Wow. How is the church? That's amazing. That's I'm thinking when you're talking, I'm going, this sounds like Acts 29. I know there's only 28 verses, but this sounds like Acts 29. How, how is the church developing? How does it grow? Where, where, there's no, obviously, there's no public churches in Iran. So how do people get together? How does it happen? Well, they cannot get together. Um, they uh, closed all the building churches a few years ago, and they uh, gathering even in your home, even with friends and family members, to have a Christian gathering is a big crime. Uh, They're very sensitive to that. And if you are part of a group, if you're attending a church, even a house church, and if you're hosting a house church, you are in trouble. You will be in jail for five to ten years just because because of attending a house church. Sometimes wow. I think that uh, the enemy wow. believes in church more than we do. You know, the power of <laughs> gathering, the power of uh, mm. Christians connecting to each other. So it's a yeah. big crime for mm. Christians to gather. So mm. on the other side, now here is uh, comes the media. That comes to our ministry. We have a 24-7 satellite broadcast. We yeah. go over the heads of the mullahs into mm. people's homes 24-7, wow. privacy of their homes. The mm. doors are closed. There's no fear. And they mm. watch our programs, then they mm. hear the gospel, and many, many come to Christ. We mm. last year was amazing year. Suddenly, mm. suddenly the number of salvations that we received, we got through our channel, went ten to twenty times higher wow. per week. We used yeah. to have twenty to fifty people come to Christ that we knew of who mm-hmm. contacted us per week. Mm. Since last May, we have five hundred, wow, four hundred to 500 people come to Christ every week, every week. So there is a revival going in Iran. Of course, God has used the suffering. Now, Mm. one reason is this, 40 years of Islamic rule, Mm -hmm. people of Iran have come to conclusion, okay, we know what Islam is. Mm. We have experienced it in every aspect of our lives for 40 years, and we know what it is, and we don't want it. Mm. So the rejection of Iranians, of, the, of Islam, is not an emotional overnight decision. It mm-hmm. took him 40 years. It's very yeah. deliberate decision. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's why mm-hmm. I have been saying a sentence to shock people. Are you ready mm-hmm. to hear that? Yeah. And I have Go proof ahead. for that. The last few years I've been saying 
Iran is no longer an Islamic nation. Wow. Now, people were saying, what are you talking about? Look at Google it. It's 98% Muslim, Shiite Muslim. What are you talking about? And you know what, Michael? Just a few months ago, last September, a very scientific research survey came out done mm-hmm. by secular university professors. They asked over 50,000 Iranians about their faith. Mm-hmm. And can you believe it? According to that survey, less than one third of Iranians claim to be Shiite Muslims. Wow. Less than wow. one third. So what that I've been amazing. saying the last few years, Iran is no longer an Islamic nation. They are looking for everything. They're not Christian nation either. They're looking for anything, mm. Eastern religion, secularism, mm. everything except Islam. That's incredible. You know, one thing we've heard about the church in Iran, and if you could just share about it as well, is that when they come to faith, here we are, Israel and Iran, they're mortal enemies. But when they come to faith, they develop this really unusual love for the people of Israel, probably through the Bible. But as well, they even enjoy Hebrew music and things like that. Can you comment on that? What's happening in the hearts of Iranians that are coming to faith vis-a-vis Israel and Jewish people? Praise the Lord. God is doing something great. Let me put it in the right perspective. You look at the Bible, you mm-hmm. see in the past, Iran and Israel, friends, mm-hmm. just the same, similar destiny. You look in the future, the prophecies of the Bible, right. you see the future of Iran and Israel are tied mm-hmm. together. Because mm-hmm. God says, for example, I, I will set my throne in Jerusalem, and he says, I will set my throne in Elam. Right. So, just, current, just to stop you right just to stop you right yes, there, why don't you give us the scriptural reference, because this is a big part of your book, is this whole uh, coming into the prophetic destiny of Elam and Iran. So go ahead and just take some time and just you know zero in on that, Jeremiah 49. Well, there, yeah, Jeremiah 49, the last few verses, talks about the future of Elam, which is uh, land of Elam, is completely inside Iran today. So mm-hmm. it, it talks about suffering, and you read it. It's, it's like the la- uh, history of Iran, the last 40 years. Iranians yeah. being scattered all over the world is prophesied mm-hmm. there, and Iranians being open to the gospel is there. Suffering of Iranians is there. But at the end, he says, in the latter days, I will restore the fortunes of Iran or yeah. bring back all the captives. Uh, before that, Incredible. he said, I will set my throne in Elam. Wow. That's a verse that not many people know. He said, no, no, he's not going to do that. He's going to do it in Jerusalem. Yeah. No, uh, Bible says both. And, <laughs> and lo- look at this, how God mm-hmm. with Jerusalem, with Jews, maybe Iran would be the center for the Gentiles. I don't know. But right. it is God's promise. Mm-hmm. The future of Iran and, and Israel are tied together, according Excellent. to the Bible. Excellent. Now, you look at what's happening today to answer your question. The heart of Iranians are changing. Mm. Not just Christian. Let me start with Christians. Christians come to Christ. Of course, they start reading the Bible. They say, oh, my gosh, God has a plan for Israel. It's not finished yet. And he has a favor. And we are blessed by Israel. Jesus Mm. came from Israel. We are saved through the work of God through through Israel. So we need to get rid of our hatred and love them. So that's that's natural for a Christian to change their heart. But the amazing thing, Michael, Mm. is... Even Muslims in Iran today are changing their mind about the Jews. Why? Wow. Because there is such a disconnect between people and the government. Mm. So when the government puts up these rallies and uh, by their own people, with the uh, government 
uh, employees by force, they go to these rallies, say death to America, death to Israel. Iranians look at that and they so much distrust their government. They say, mm. if they're saying death to Israel, they must they must be good people. And recently, the last two years, they're saying this. I'm, I'm reading all the blogs of non-Christians and just to understand where Muslims in Iran are and what they're thinking. And I, mm. I read a lot about this. They're saying to Iranian government, why should we hate the Jews? Why should we hate the Israel and be their enemies? They have not done anything to us to harm mm. us. You mm. have. They mm. point their fingers to the government said, you have harmed us, not wow. them. You wow. are Amazing. our enemies, not mm. you and the United States, not Israel. And that's growing among Muslims. Wow. That's amazing statistics, too, as well, that you've shared and just what's happening. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing even here in Israel on television from time to time, there's there's interviews with Iranians that live outside of Iran who have come to faith and say, we want to come to Israel. And this really actually shocks the Jewish people as well, because there's a lot, obviously, in the press about the animosity. But the biblical future is promising. <laughs> the biblical narrative does promise a restoration for Elam. And it's one of the few scriptures that, we, that I've seen that are parallel to the Isaiah 19 scripture that talks about a highway. So there's a lot to be hopeful for. Things are changing in Iran. How can we, how can our viewers... How can uh, Christians around the world be praying for Iran at this time? Well, how would you kind of encourage them? What can they do? Well, Iranians are, are coming to Christ and easy. I, I say evangelizing Iranians these days, especially those living inside Iran, is easy. The simplest message I give people come to Christ. The challenge is how to strengthen the church. They cannot mm. gather together. They don't have teachers, pastors, elders among them. A lot of babies in Christ in Iran. And every day, every week, they're growing by, by thousands. Every month, they're growing by thousands. And who's going to take care of them? So uh, the evangelism is no problem, but uh, uh, helping them to grow. Mm. Uh, they cannot gather. So that's why we do a satellite television. Some people say internet. Yes, we do internet, but internet is very much controlled in Iran and they cannot really use it effectively. So using satellite television 24 seven, go to people's homes, teach them about the Bible, which they are so hungry. They mm -hmm. are so hungry. They come to, come to Christ. Right. They want to serve the Lord and mm -hmm. they say, equip us. Now, mm -hmm. let me share a little of good news Yeah, from Underground Church Network. I get these requests all the time, not just for evangelism, for, for discipleship and training. Some of them are telling me, these are underground Iranian Muslim background believers. They're telling me, Pastor Hormoz, help me. I feel I'm called to serve the Jews. I want to wow. go share the gospel with the Jews. What should I do? Wow. What should I do? Some of them who are outside Iran, like in Europe, some of them go to Israel once mm. a year to pray, to pray wow. walk, and to evangelize. I know them. <laughs> they say, this is my calling. Uh, I ask one of them, when you go to Jerusalem, what, how do you evangelize? What do you tell the Jews? They, this is what he said. He said, I tell them this. I tell them, hey, guys, you do not need your military. You, not, you do not need your weapon to defend you. You need Jesus to defend you because mm. I was against you. And this guy had signed up in Iranian army to kill the Jews. And since I was one of them, hated you, wanted to kill you. Jesus has changed my life. And oh, now 
He has changed me oh, as man. your enemy to be your friend. So mm. Jesus can turn your enemies to be your friends. Excellent. So trust Jesus. He says, that's, I share my testimony. That's how I mm. evangelize. I just tell him, look at me. Look mm. at me. I was your enemy. Now I'm your friend. And that's yeah. what Jesus does. Right. So how there about, is a movement. Mm-hmm. And, and, what, and what about Iranians? You just you touched on it right now. We know there's a, a huge Iranian uh, exile community. There's a huge Iranian diaspora that's all over the world. How can people, you know, how can they reach out to those Iranians? Are they open? Are Iranians outside Iran? Because actually the Jeremiah 49 scripture promises that they'll be exiled and then they'll be restored. So what can people do when they meet Iranians outside of, uh, outside of Iran? Are they open? Are they willing to talk? Do they like spiritual uh, conversations? Yeah, the Iranians in general lo- like to talk about spiritual things. Mm. Now, there are segments, uh, just think of, about it, that, that's a challenge. Mm. Uh, being abused by clergy, by Islam, mm-hmm. for right. 40 years, some of them are saying, I don't want any religion. Because mm-hmm. they think Christianity is the same as Islam, maybe even worse, maybe older than Islam. So they are mm-hmm. not uh, open to look at it. But when you talk to them logically and when you, sh- uh, you show them love, many of them want to know, okay, tell me, tell me what's the difference. I think they're the same. So right. be ready to show, talk about the difference between Islam and Excellent. Christianity, Bible Excellent. and Quran, Muhammad mm-hmm. and Jesus. If mm-hmm. you're ready to compare, many of them are open for a comparison. They want to know what's the difference. Yeah. Excellent. You know, that I, I think you're right. That's generally a principle. Have you? Would you also say that they're open to receiving prayer when you meet them? That usually I've noticed that, you know, they, and they come, they're very open to receiving prayer. They're very spiritually sensitive and they like to receive prayer. Oh, that's an amazing thing you bring up. Yes, everyone is open to prayer. Prayer for them, even if they don't believe in Jesus, you, you say, let me pray for your problems, pray for you. From their point of view, that's an expression of love from you because you care, you love mm-hmm. them so much that you pray for them. But practically, what I've found mm-hmm. is that God honors those prayers. Mm-hmm. I'm not a uh, healer. I, I'm not a televangelist kind of mm-hmm. thing. But when I pray for people, I, I see a percentage of them, a good percentage of them, receive healing and receive miracles. So yeah. when you pray for Muslims, of course, you're showing them love and you pray in the name of Jesus, but also expect some miracles. Amen. Amen. Tell us just finally, we have a few minutes left. We want to we want to be praying. We want to pray together for Iran. But tell us a little bit about your ministry, Orion Alive Ministry. It's a satellite television. How can we as well pray for you and your ministry and what you're doing? Yeah, we we uh, we have uh, we use media to reach out to Iranians all over the world, but okay. especially Iran through satellite television. With the signal coming from the sky, the government cannot do anything. That's why I'm a, on the list of most wanted in Iran, and wow. they threaten me all the time that they will don't think you're you're safe in America. We can uh, we can find and and get you. Uh, so yeah. prayer for protection and pray yeah. for wisdom. Excellent. This is the historical time, Michael. Yeah. This is the uh, open window in Iran. And my mm. prayer for myself and for the church in general, Lord, give us wisdom. Wake us up, not just me, but all Christians, to mm. take advantage of this historical moment to change an Islamic nation to become a Christian nation. Yes. So pray for Iran. Amen. Pray for Christians. 
for, mm. pray for us that we might have love for Muslims and we might have opened our eyes to what God is doing. God yeah. is doing something yeah. mir- miraculously mm-hmm. historical mm-hmm. in Iran, and we need mm-hmm. to join him. Uh, protection, pray for the church in Iran that it will yeah. become strong. The numbers mm-hmm. are growing fast, mm-hmm. but there is no resource like a church, a pastor, teacher. So right. pray for it to become strong right. and to, to change Iran, transform mm-hmm. Iran into a Christian nation. Amen. Amen. Well, let's use our last few minutes to prayer. I just wanted to also say, too, I want to encourage readers to get a copy of your book, uh, The Great Awakening, How God is Using a Muslim Convert to Spark Revival in Iran. Um, I, you know, I really enjoyed the book. I'm uh, going through it slowly, but it's been a real, uh, very interesting read, eye-opening, challenging, and I I highly recommend it. So uh, hopefully we can actually make that available to our our readers as well. And I hope they'll even, you know, come onto your website and support your ministry. But would you lead us in prayer in our last few minutes for the nation of Iran? Yeah. Yes. Let's pray. Uh, Let's pray for ourselves first. Lord, I pray Mm. that you touch our hearts, Christians, that we Mm. might have the same heart that you have towards Muslims and towards Iranians. Any have fear take it away from our hearts the yeah. perfect love casts us fear mm-hmm. and you have not given us the spirit of fear but love mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> and power yeah. Yeah. and sound mind lord i pray for ourselves first lord cha- give us your mind give us your mm-hmm. heart give us your strategy yes. wake up your church that we might do we might partner with you for what you're doing uh, among Muslims. And also, I thank you for your spirit that's moving among Muslims, especially Mm. in Iran, Lord. Thank you that Iran will be a Christian nation because Mm. you promised it, Lord. Mm. I pray for the church in Iran that Mm. will have a supernatural power, as we see in the book of Acts. Protect them from the evil Mm. one. Give them courage, Lord. Take away fear in Jesus' name. Give Mm. them not just boldness, but wisdom as what to do and how to do it, Lord. I mm. pray that church in Iran will grow so strong that it will impact the whole Middle East and yes, even Lord. the world. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And let us just finish by praying for you, especially I know that you said uh, this is not an easy part of the world. And I know Iranian believers in Europe have been under pressure, even from the government there and from family. So, um, yeah, with the rest of the viewers, as we finish our time, let's join in prayer for Dr. Homo's and Iran Alive Ministry. So, Father God, we thank you for this time we've had together. We thank you for um, Dr. Homo's, his family, his staff there in, in Dallas. The, the, um, you know, I know that their ministry has, has many needs probably to keep on the air. And so, Lord, we pray for financial provision for them. We also pray for divine protection on their staff, on his, him and his family. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, I want to thank you for the the prayer he prayed, and I want to say yes and amen, that you would use the church in Iran and all that it's going through as a model to the emerging church around the Middle East that's uh, that's growing slowly, but Lord, is looking to Iran as a model of what can happen in their nation. Lord, we bless uh, Dr. Homos today and the church in Iran to fulfill the destiny that you have for it, and Lord, as well, to fulfill the scripture that you would set your throne in Elam, in Iran today, in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you very much, Dr. Homos, for joining us today. And thank you to our viewers from TV7 for being with us on another episode of My Brother's Keeper.
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.